the Bible Study Podcast, episode 791. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Zechariah with chapter 13. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We are wrapping up Zechariah. There are just two chapters left, this one and chapter 14 next week. This chapter is titled Cleansing from Sin. On that day, a fountain will be opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity. On that day, I will banish the names of the idols from the land, and they will be remembered no more, declares the Lord Almighty. I will remove both the prophets and the spirit of impurity from the land. And if anyone still prophesies, their father and mother to whom they were born will say to them, You must die, because you have told lies in the Lord's name. Then their own parents will stab the one who prophesies. On that day, every prophet will be ashamed of their prophetic vision. They will not put on a prophet's garments of hair in order to deceive. Each will say, I am not a prophet, I am a farmer. The land has been my livelihood since my youth. If someone asks, what are these wounds on your body? They will answer, the wounds I was given at the house of my friends. The shepherd struck, the sheep scattered. Awake sword against my shepherd. Against the man who is close to me, declares the Lord Almighty. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. I will turn my hand against the little ones in the whole land, declares the Lord. Two-thirds will be struck down and perish, yet one-third will be left in it. This third will be put into the fire. I will refine them like silver. I will test them like gold. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. They will say, they are my people, and they will say, the Lord is our God. Okay, well, that's rather a strange set of verses here. Again, we're dealing with on that day. We've got three different times of on that day. And again, I encourage you to think that my first inclination when I see on that day is that we're talking about a day that has not yet come, the day of the Lord, sometime in the future. Now, of course, as I look at these things and I think of on that day, a fountain will be opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity. I also think of Jesus, who is still in the future from where Zechariah stands, who will come to cleanse us from sin and impurity. So I don't know exactly which day we're talking about here, but it's interesting that we're still talking about idols, at this point, and we're still talking about banishing the idols. And so we're still getting out of this cleansing from that time period from before the Babylonian captivity. We're not that long after the Babylonian captivity. And remember, the people go into exile because they don't listen to all of those prophets who came, all of those true prophets who came, I should say, because we're going to get into false prophets here in a second. But all those true prophets who came and said, stop worshiping other gods, or there's going to be trouble. And so they didn't listen to them, and they went off into captivity. Israel carried off and never to be heard from again. And so on that day, I will banish the names of idols from the land. Again, looking at that issue of idolatry. Now, I don't know if this is the literal idolatry of the people pre-Babylonian captivity, who are worshiping the Asherah poles, who are worshiping the Baals, who are worshiping the Canaanite gods from the people around them. 
or if this is the idolatry of, of our day, for instance, of the idolatry of anything that is put in place of God, anything that is put in the, the place where God belongs, that is being first in our lives, being Lord, not just being God and something we believe in, but being Lord and directing our steps and what we do. So it is not necessarily, we're talking about that that literal people setting up little idols in their house as they did in those days before. And I can't think of a time where Israel has fallen back into that type of idolatry. That has been something that was a lesson learned coming out of the Babylonian captivity. And, and it's the story, for instance, that the, the Pharisees and that group of rabbis and such that come out of that time have been very good in terms of keeping Israel away from that type of idolatry. But again, money can be an idol, uh, fame can be an idol, there can be all sorts of things that take that kind of idolatry in our lives that aren't necessarily physical things made out of clay or made out of a stone or made out of steel. So, but on that day, I will banish the names of the idols from the land. They will be remembered no more. Now that sounds good, but then there's this interesting thing is I'm going to remove both the prophets and the spirit of impurity from the land. So now we're talking about a lot of the people who've been prophesying. Remember the time of the prophet Elijah, when he is pitched against the priests of Baal, and he, there's him, and then there's hundreds of priests. There's hundreds of people who claim to prophesy who are telling lies. And so it says, I will remove both the prophets and spirit of impurity from the land. And then this awful verse, if anyone still prophesies, their father and mother to whom they were born will say, you must die because you've been told us lies in the Lord's name, and they will stab them. That's taking it very, very seriously. But remember that the law of Moses does take being a prophet very seriously. In the sense that the the measure for a prophet is a prophet is always right. A prophet isn't like 50% right or 33% right. A prophet is always right. And if they're not, they're not a prophet of God. And the law of Moses says they should be stoned to death. Because basically, it doesn't take that many people to lead people astray with half-truths or falsehoods. And half-truths and falsehoods are very dangerous because we can lose our sense of what is right and wrong. We can lose our sense of what is true and what is false. I see that in our day that we've got this, you know, we may not agree what is right and what is wrong, but I think we can all agree that we have lost the sense that everyone can agree that certain things are right and certain things are wrong. And we can all agree that that has come through the tellers of lies. We don't agree who they are, which is part of the problem, right? At that point, we've, we as a nation, for instance, where I live, and I think this is a larger problem than just us, have lost our sense of discernment. And so it would be better if, you know, mom and dad were to stab the false prophets, but um, I'm not sure that we want to make that into a law. Uh, That seems like a bad idea, but it underlines the importance or the problem with how serious this issue is. We talk about Everyone should have the right to say what they what they want, but it doesn't mean that it's true, and it doesn't mean that it's valuable, and it could be, in fact, very, very hurtful. 
And that's what this mom and dad here understood. And on that day, every prophet will be ashamed of their prophetic visions. And I think, again, we're emphasizing this on the false prophets. But remember, we're about to go into a time period here after the prophets Zechariah and Malachi and some of these last prophets of the Old Testament where there are no known prophets until John the Baptist. There's this time period of hundreds of years with no prophets. And so when we talk about every prophet be ashamed of their prophetic vision, these would be false prophets. And they say, I'm not a prophet, I'm a farmer. <laughs> it's like, okay. I, I think of the old movie, um, hell, what was the, the old movie where George Burns played God and uh, John Denver played somebody who God was sent to. And I'm drawing a blank on the name of the movie. I'm sure that many of you are yelling it into your microphones, are yelling it into your podcast device right now. But at some point they're in court and God says to the person who is his prophet, the person who is speaking for them, that this person who is a, a religious leader, that it would be better if he were to go sell shoes. And that is true. There are definitely people that it would be better if they were just to become a farmer or a shoe salesman rather than to claim to be a prophet of God, rather than to claim to speak for God. And that is true in our day as it was true in the day of Zechariah, and especially in that time just after Zechariah when there are no true prophets for several generations. And then we get the shepherd is struck and the sheep are scattered. And this is something that's quoted in the New Testament here, and it's something that is, first of all, true, that Sheep are protected by the shepherd, and if you strike the shepherd, if you strike down the shepherd, the sheep will be scattered. They will be defenseless. Now, what is the context here? We've gone into a different thought, I think. Strike the sword against my shepherd, against the man who is close to me, declares the Lord. Strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered, and I will turn my hand against the little ones in the whole land. Two-thirds will be struck down and perished, yet one-third will be left in it. And again, are we still talking about in that day? Are we still talking about in the day of the Lord in a time yet to come? Are we talking about in some time in between, for instance, the fall of Jerusalem and that kind of time period when there was a great loss of life? I don't know. But the idea here of the that final third, I will put into the fire, I will refine them like silver and test them like gold, is again in keeping with that idea and that theme that we repeatedly see in the prophets of a remnant, a remnant who make it through the fire, a remnant who are faithful, a remnant who are proved by the trials that they go through. Uh, and that that fire, that difficult time can be a refining fire that refines us like silver and like gold, that you heat up metal to get the impurities out of it. And I see that in these verses here. And then that whoever those people are in whatever day we're talking about, in that time, they will call on my name. I will answer them. I will say they are my people and they will say the Lord is our God. I certainly hope today that God will say we are his people and that we can say he is our God. And I think part of that is not just giving lip service to that, but living in a way that he would have us live. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening.
In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.